Canaan. It's all about Jesus. It's not about religion, it's about relationships. Where beginners are welcome. Where forgiveness is offered. Where hope is alive. And it's okay to not be okay. Welcome everybody to our Canaan STL podcast. This is uh, Pastor Martin Winslow and this week uh, things are going to be a little bit different. Pastor Daniel Carr will not be with us. His daughter Sydney is getting ready to get married and so big event for him this week and so we're really excited. Also though uh, we do have Pastor Brian Davidson with us. Now his son's getting married too. Who's, um, who's your son getting married to Brian? Oh some girl named Sydney. I don't know. I mean, yeah, real, real interesting how he didn't have time, <laughs> yeah. but you made the time this week. Yeah, I did. But we're excited about that. Really looking forward to this weekend. Um, Sydney's awesome. Glad she's going to be a part of our family. So, Amen. Amen. We are too. We also have a couple of guests with us today. Um, and and uh, one of them, the, the, the older one, the elder, is, is really a famous person. Uh, her name is, is Donna Smith. Donna, say hi to everybody. Well, hello, everybody. <laughs> and uh, Donna is my mother. And this week, our theme, of course, we're going to be talking about Mother's Day, even though it just went by. We're going to talk and interview uh, her just a little bit. You're going to really don't tell any stories, Mom, from my childhood that I'm going to you know, hear about <laughs> later uh, from our listeners. You shouldn't have warned me. <laughs> but also, a good You're, thing. Donna, you are free to say whatever you want to say. You're okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a, a good family friend of, of Amy and ours. Uh, her name is Josette Talley. And Josette, some of you may have seen her if you go to Canaan. Um, she actually administrates here uh, for the upper school for Victory Christian Academy. And so she works with the sixth through ninth graders. She's just a, a great godly woman. And so we've got a couple different generations of mothers that we're going to be kind of quizzing out today on what it's like to be a mother today, the challenges um, and then also uh, what it's like to be a grandmother and just some different questions about how to follow Jesus in this culture. So glad you guys have joined us today. And uh, Brian, why don't you just kind of kick us off? What, what, what's on your heart today? Okay. Well, for, for each of you in, you know, being mothers, grandmothers, um, what, what do you find to be the most challenging for you as, as a Christian mother and there, therefore, you know, wanting to follow Christ as a mother and with your family? What do you find most challenging there? Either one of you can go. <laughs> Josette, let's go with you first. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I think for me, it is the wanting, I want my kids to look like they're doing well and follow Christ. And I see all these outward things from the world and I want to protect them and say, this is bad and don't do this and don't, don't look like the world. Um, but then they get to a certain age and you realize no matter what they look like on the outside, if their heart isn't for God and, and they are brokenhearted over what breaks his heart, then all of that effort will have been in vain. And so it's the, just that, that kind of dynamic between kind of your parenting and making them conform outwardly and what you want for them inwardly for their heart to desire the things of God, I think is so hard for me. Amen. Amen. Donna, um, what, what are your thoughts? Well, uh, of course, from a little different perspective at this point in my life, I see my grandchildren uh, almost like a mission field. Um, uh, fortunately, um, all of them have been able to attend Christian schools. So that has been helpful. But I've also found 
that that's not necessarily helpful in, in some ways because even those schools are filled with worldly kids. So my desire is to see in them, like Josette said, a heart for Christ. And, uh, and that's the challenge I find is warning them to stay separate from the culture and yet in the culture, in the world, but not of it. That, that's very cool how both of you kind of centered in on the same thing there, both focusing on your kids' relationship with Christ, their hearts, as both of you described, and uh, their desire to follow him. And not just the outward things which people see, but their relationship with Christ and growing in him. It's very neat. Yeah, I got, I got a question for you. Like, as you reflect back, just like on where your kids are at now, and what what ages, Josette, are your kids? Mine are 21, 19, 16, and 14. Okay, so pretty broad range there. What, As you look back and you reflect and you, you know, I know your oldest is Casey, your youngest is Hudson. So what is there, seven years difference there or so? Yes. Something like that. Yes. <laughs> 14 plus seven is 21. Yes, thank is you. There, <laughs> is there is there anything that you would change if you had the opportunity in your child rearing or you look back and you say, you know what, I missed this thing. What what would you say that might be? You know, I think it's closely related to to my previous answer in that I think that with my first, I was so focused on what everyone would think of me as a parent. And because of that, I was so focused on my kid looking like a good Christian, like that kid made a peep in the service and there was discipline coming down. You know, I was just so rigid with him, trying to make him conform to what everybody thought a good Christian kid should look like. Um, and then I look at my fourth <laughs> coming and I've just really learned what is not important. Um, and I think my oldest probably would have benefited from me relaxing and focusing on the heart more than the outward, just very similar to, to the challenges that I face every day as a Christian mom. Yeah. M mom, what would you say? Um, is there anything stick out to you? Well, um, I, I mean, you, you've, had a, you've had a little time to reflect, right? Just a little, <laughs> just a little. Um, but, uh, but I see exactly what Joseph is saying. And, and I see that um, the loosening up, she's so wise in, in that, you know, because uh, your, your oldest brother, we won't say how old he is now, but your oldest brother, I was uh, much harder on him than I ever was on you. And, and I think that, uh, like she said, it's, it's a matter of perception, not necessarily their heart. although. All of you guys were respectful of me, and and I see that now as a huge cultural difference. That uh, for the most part, kids are less respectful. Um, of course, I'm probably just straying off here, wandering, following a string. But but uh, but that's that's what I see. I I was the same way, and now with the grandchildren, I'm a lot less like that. I'm much less structured and uh, I see that I have opportunities to to talk to them and get them to share with me that they want with their parents. Yeah, and I, you know, 
and Brian, you you chime in here too in a minute, but but I'm thinking of families like at our church, Brian, right now. I'm, I'm thinking of like the Mullins family, and we got a lot of families that got a lot of younger kids. You know, maybe their oldest is like eight or nine, and then they have a slew of them down to like two or three. So because of that, and what you girls both just say said, what what would you all what would be your advice then while moms are kind of in the middle of that on how to deal with those issues of perception and not worrying about that and speaking to your kids' hearts, what would practical advice look like in that? Neither one of you can talk, so uh, feel free to jump in. Just jump in. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I I think the most important thing is my own relationship with the Lord and learning to only care about his good pleasure in me and not worry about what anyone else thinks of me. If he is pleased with my life, then I can parent my kids in the same way. And they learn to seek that as well, because otherwise I'm teaching them that what other people think of you is what's important. So I think as long as, as my focus is my relationship with God, that is, that is naturally going to affect my parenting of them in a positive way. 100% agree with that. That's beautiful. Um, and, and I think that our children do look to us and our and grandchildren too. Um, our reactions to situations, our reactions to life in general, that, um, that if they don't see Christ in us, then uh, in, and, and if they don't see a humble spirit, a, an ability to say, hey, I was really wrong. I, I really messed up. I've told Martin, you'll vouch for this. I've told my kids that numerous times. I wish I had known uh, how to model Christ more when my kids were little. And I, you're probably doing a wonderful job, Josette, just hearing your heart. Mm-hmm. Well, can, can each of you tell us, um, what do what you, you know, I, I love what you're saying about your relationship with Christ and, and that coming through as a mother. Um, what what have you found to be most rewarding for you as 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 a mother and, and a grandmother um, just in that role, especially in, in a culture where family is is minimized and uh, the the role of, of a mother and father are, are really not a high priority for us in, in our culture? Um, definitely it is. We see that in Scripture, but not not in our culture today. So how do how do you um, what do you what do you see as most rewarding for you? For me, the most rewarding thing um, is is seeing how my children parent, watching my uh, children, um, and and I have to say that um, that not every child that I have follows the Lord closely. Fortunately, I have daughters in law <laughs> who can take up the slack, but um, that's rewarding to me to see my grandchildren follow Christ and to see their dedication, uh, like with Marty's uh, girls being able to go overseas and see them come home on fire for the Lord, on fire for missions, on fire for the gospel. That That is a wonderful thing. And conversely, um, seeing in some of the grandchildren uh, the lack of spirituality, the lack of caring, uh, uh, sold out to culture. So I've got both kinds. Amen. 
Amen. Joseph? Well, I would say two things. One is just purely personal and not very spiritual, but I love the, re it's so rewarding to me that my boys, I have three boys and a girl, and my boys are all very openly affectionate with me and with each other. It's so uh, rewarding for me to see my kids love each other and to see that they're not embarrassed to love me. I, I love that. That's uh, That just does helps my heart <laughs> to want to keep going when I see that. Um, but then uh, more spiritually, I would say I went through a, a really hard time in life at a certain point. And I thought everything had fallen apart and it was all done. Like it, I, everything had failed. And um, now after a decade, I see all four of my kids loving Jesus and like running after Jesus. And I feel like that kind of delayed reward is so awesome. Like now I can look back and say, oh, <laughs> this is what, this is when you decided to reward me for this. It wasn't what I thought it would be. It wasn't 10 years ago when I was saying, where are you in this? God knew that it was now. Now I get to see the fruit of continuing after God when I see my children going after him as well. Boy, is that true. That's beautiful. Praise the Lord. That That is awesome that he's doing that work yeah. in your kids. And I've got a little bit of a different question because, so, so mom, this will apply to you. Um, or should I call you Donna on the podcast? But, um, <laughs> I'm still mommy. You, know, you went through a period there and it's a whole thing. So I won't get into the whole thing, but you know, where whenever I was young, dad left, right? He leaves us yeah. and kind of leaves the family and you're stuck here in Missouri, the state of Missouri with four kids. You'd you know, only, only been in Missouri a, a few years. You grew up in California, left everything you knew. And, and, and we have, you know, single moms and people going through divorces and just difficult situations, maybe abandonment. And, yes. and during that, the one thing that I remember from the time I was young all the way up is you always kept us in church. <laughs> you know, you managed yeah. To, yeah. to make sure that all four of us were hearing the word of God and I just wondered kind of like what advice would you give for like a maybe a single mom or maybe a dad that is going through that situation? Maybe they've been abandoned um, yes. by the other spouse. <laughs> what would you tell them? Don't give up. Don't give in. God is our protector and our guide. And, and I, I can remember laying in bed uh, with the Bible and just thinking, I'll never get through this. And I can remember so vividly just feeling like God was speaking directly to my heart. And I want to say almost audibly when he said to me, fear not, for I am your, I, how, did, how did it go? I am your husband. Um, I am your protector. I am your strength. And, and I just, I, it was, it was really hard and, and it is really hard, but I'll tell you, clinging to the cross, I, I can picture in my mind, and I, I know some people think this is crazy, but I could picture myself at the bottom of the cross, just clinging to the cross and the blood of Christ just dripping on me and, and getting me through each day, each moment. I was probably the closest to the Lord during those years as I've ever been in my life. Just clean. So, 
So you're saying in the in the most difficult time, God revealed himself the most. Amen. I, I think that's absolutely true in my life. It is uh, in such a, a an amazing way. So much peace uh, in the midst of the storm. It was crazy. Wow. And your your fourth child, of course, brought you smiles and was very obedient. Oh, always has. Always has. I could tell stories, but I won't. <laughs> I remember somebody dragging Martin in uh, after a, an evening prayer meeting and telling me he'd never amount to anything. <laughs> <laughs> they might have that, person, <laughs> that person said is selling drugs now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not laughing at him, but just the idea that, you know, the Lord had his hand on my kids, has always had his hand on my children. Number four, especially. <laughs> well, with all the struggles today of like parents being faithful to raise their kids in the Lord and, you know, just the different pressures that kids have, what, what would you two say, you know, you've got media, you've got different things in culture, you've got uh, school and just negative peer pressure. Of course, there's some positive peer pressure as well, but like, you know, just in raising your kids today as, as, you know, a grandma and a mom, what would you say out of all of those things that we need to be the most diligent to protect our kids? You know, this morning I was reading with a group of students out of first Peter chapter five, and it talked about how Satan is a, is a prowling lion and he's looking to pick off the weakest, right? To destroy, to devour. And what would you say is, is Satan's scheme today that he's using the most uh, to really pick off children of mothers? What would you say? Where do we need to protect? Media. Absolutely, media. That's in my mind. Just that. You, well, do you want to flesh that out just a little bit in particular, like particular types of media? Sure, sure. social particular uh, TikTok, Instagram, uh, Facebook, all of it, because for one thing, mostly the stuff I've seen is pretty bad, pretty filthy. Um, and, and I don't see, I don't see Christ in it for the most part. Just, just, I, I think it's a, a pit. That's it. Joe said any thoughts? I, I agree with that. For all of like what I said before of my needing to relax um, in, in certain ways that I tried to conform my kids, I would say that more and more I'm becoming more and more rigid regarding me, social media, any kind of just accessibility. There's the issue of just accessibility to horrible things that it's almost impossible to block no matter what filters you have, no matter what controls you try to put on. There are so many ways to access terrible things. And, and it's not, it's not a, your kid doesn't have to go after it. It's going to go after them. And, and that's part of it. And then there's just the kind of dulling of the senses to inappropriateness that I see, you know, even if it's not, you, you know, your son being uh, opened up to porn, it's still, there's a worldliness that just becomes a norm. And it, it's this, this deadening of the spiritual senses to that, that I think is just so 
detrimental to the Christian walk. Amen. You guys have brought up a a uh, it's a it's a hot topic. The things you y'all just named as not not liking are that's that's a norm for uh, most students today. Um, so how do you how do you approach discipline with your kids? Um, because a lot would say, well, I I don't do those things. But yet, like on TikTok and everything, obviously they have access to those things. But yet, um, they may say, "Well, I don't look at those things. I just use it to talk to my friends or do this. I use social media for this purpose." So, how how do you approach that when they may say, "Well, you don't trust me, and um, uh, I I I need to, I want to do this. Everyone else gets to do this. This is what we do at this age." How how have you approached discipline and things uh, regarding those issues? Josette, that's on you, because I have to approach my grown children, and that's ugly. Well, and Donna, maybe you can approach how, maybe in interacting, how you counsel your own grandkids regarding that, even though this is more probably of of Amy and Martin's role there, but uh, still you can give some input there. Well, um, it's a a tough road to walk with a grandchild. For one thing, they don't have to come to the grandparents. Do you know what I'm saying? It's real easy for them to say, I don't want to go there. Um, I've got one here who stayed here, staying here all week, uh, a homeschool child that's staying here all week. And um, it's difficult for me to make rules that her mother doesn't necessarily have. And, um, and I'm doing it and I'm doing it fairly successfully, but you you know you just uh, it, it's tough. I, I don't I don't really have a solution for it. I I wish I could say I had wisdom in that area, but I really I really don't. Okay, Josette. You know my my growing through this process with my kids. I am at a place now. I used to care whether they thought I trusted them. And, and think it was important that, you know, I kind of have a balance so that I didn't shut them off or drive them away. Um, I don't care anymore whether my kids think that I trust them because I, I'll tell them it's, it's not about you. And frankly, I don't trust you. I don't trust myself. We are all sinners and we are all going to fall into sin given the temptation. And so I don't, I don't trust anyone and I'm going to protect you whether you feel like it's okay or it's not okay. I, it's just, it's not negotiable. Yeah. You, you said something there, Josette, that I, I tell my kids a lot. I, I tell them, why would I trust you when I don't trust myself? So <laughs> you know, here my 17 talks about the heart, right? It's deceitful above all things. And, and we know that at any given moment, right? Paul talks about the warring of the flesh with the spirit in Galatians 5. So we shouldn't, you know, sit around and pretend like we're 10 foot tall and bulletproof. We're not. And the enemy that we have, right? Um, he has been studying the human race uh, from the beginning. And so his demons and his knowledge base is way, uh, way better than ours. And he knows exactly how to make us fall. So totally agree with you on that. Well, ladies, listen, I want hey, to let, you- let me throw in one thing real quick, Martin. Something Donna had said at the end of her conversation of what she just said was that she didn't have all the answers there. Um, and just that 
I hear that openness in you guys as you're you're sharing how you have have approached this role as, as a mother. You don't approach it like you know everything and that you have all the answers and you guys are still growing. And that's a great place to be humbly before Christ in this role as a mother. So just want to say, uh, man, I really respect that in both of you there. So. Amen. Thank you. Amen. And before we end, uh, I'm just curious, Josette and Donna, uh, is this the first podcast you've ever been on? Yeah. <laughs> Go that's Josette. We're, we're, uh, Canaan STL is going to make you famous. So uh, we're. Oh, boy. Can't wait. We're, we're well, we'll really probably get so many. We'll start our own, Josette. <laughs> we will. Uh, you, you ladies have been a blessing today. Thanks so much for just sharing your wisdom and just what God has brought you through in your life. And I want to remind you of this first set of Proverbs uh, 31. It's a famous passage, but it says, Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. And, and that is definitely both of you ladies. Thank you for serving the Lord, sharing your wisdom today. And uh, God bless you guys. And God bless all of our listeners. Thank you guys for tuning in this week to Canaan STL uh, podcast. Uh, next week, we'll kind of be back to our normal setting after the wedding of Sydney and Isaiah, which we're all excited about this weekend. But again, thanks for joining in and we'll talk to you all soon.